All right, on this episode of Satellite Superheroes, we are talking to a gentleman by the name of Gary Huntley. He is a former utility executive, and we are talking about technology, innovation that is positively impacting utilities, that's including satellites, on this particular episode. Enjoy the conversation. Gary, welcome to Satellite Superheroes. Thank you very much for finding time in your busy schedule. However, you are retired, so it's <laughs> it's sort of qualified right there. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Scott. How are you? Oh, well, see, I'm wearing my uh, LSU shirt because you are an LSU Tiger alum as well as a Greenway, but we're not going to talk about the Greenway side. <laughs> it looks good on you. It does. It, it does. I sport it well, definitely. All right. Now, listeners, we're going to talk, once again, we're going to take a macro approach at what's taking place within the utility space, the market, what that looks like. We're going to start, and Gary's going to help us with that navigation, that journey. But before we get into that topic, listeners, Gary, give us a little background, a little 411 on who you are and why you're such an incredible utility professional. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Yep, My name is Gary Huntley. I have 32 years in the energy business. I started my career in oil and gas. I, I had 11 years, uh, just a little, little over 11 years in oil and gas, worked in a refinery and pipeline company and uh, did some oil and gas trading actually for, for Chevron. And then from there, I've got 21 years uh, in the electric and gas uh, distribution uh, portion, and that's with Entergy Corporation. I retired from Entergy in October of last year as Vice President of Distribution Services. There you go, man. I, I mean, that's a hell of a hell of a resume, my friend. Hell of a resume. <laughs> and by the way, energy trading, that's, a, that's tough. That's tough detail. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of numbers with that, right? There are. And uh, luckily for me, and actually I was in the uh, more of the uh, on the contracts side of it. So not necessarily the minute to minute, but uh, as you can imagine, it was still pretty intense and uh, just a lot of quantitative analysis. But it was uh, it was actually pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. If you, if you like that roller coaster, heck yeah, man, it's a, it's the way to go. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, just the let's say just the energy utility market and some of the changes that are taking place. There's a lot of pressure being applied with technology and innovation, all important. But I want to understand just from, from your perspective, let's start at the top. What are the challenges? What are the challenges that are facing, let's say, utilities in general yep. right now? So, yeah, just, that's, that's a really good question. You know, when you think about utilities, it's is, is almost a dinosaur of, uh, of industries, right? So a, a lot of the technology for many years uh, remained the same. We used the same type of equipment. The designs on those equipment um, really didn't change a whole lot. And then, you know, you, you and so a lot of it was very manual, right? So a lot of the inspection is actually having people putting eyes on the assets and, and doing a lot of uh, analysis there. So as you can imagine, you know, you, you, you introduce human error or you don't have the opportunity to see every single inch of the of the of the asset, meaning you know, if you have a hundred thousand line miles of, of, of wires strung out across the country, it's really hard for you to put your eyes on you know every single uh, part of that system. So what ends up happening is you you know you use averages, you use your best estimates, and and uh, you know the whole the whole goal for utilities is to provide you know reliability, and you do it at a at a reasonable cost. So that that's been the real challenge. It's been a very human you know interaction. Uh, uh, 
process to, to gather information and to process it. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, and, and you bring up a good point, unlike maybe manufacturing where you have sort of, you know, brick and mortar, you, this is your world and it's inside that building. Uh, a utility can be sprawling. It, it, it expands with communities. It's, it's, and, 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 and to manage that expansion because you, utility company, are to deliver power to people, right? And companies, right? And right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's an interesting time. And, and the other challenge is, you, you brought it up, which was pretty cool, is that the utility model hasn't really changed. It's, I mean, from the beginning of time, here's the pole, we're going to drain the wires, going to put on insulators, don't do that, do this, and that type of stuff. And you're absolutely correct. It, it hasn't, uh, it's changing. But I think that there's, uh, there's innovation that's going to be applied because of other challenges that happen within the utility space. Can you sort of explain some of the, the cost pressures that are being taken or are being impacting in uh, the utility sort of world? Absolutely. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, there, there's been some technology advancements so far, right? We, we've seen some of the equipment. We have some smart uh, equipment that we now have. But um, I think what you find is that as you, if you look at other industries, as they adopt technology, several things happen. One, they, they either lower their cost structure, they improve you know, the, um, the the quality of the product or services that, that they provide, right? Um, and so they, they've seen the investments in technology help them to drive efficiencies because of that. You know, you look at the way they can deliver products and services. Um, they can get it to you faster, right? They can get the quality up. And so there's, and they can interact with customers in a much faster uh, and more efficient way. And so the utilities have lagged some of the other industries when it comes to that. But I'll tell you, you know, some of the things that we see now are pretty exciting, right? So you have some new, you see smart meters uh, going up. So there's a lot of discussions around that. But now we have the opportunity to, to use other technology so that, you know, some of these pressure points around uh, reliability, around the, the quickness in which we can provide, you know, services to our customers. I mean, that that's really where we see the opportunities to use the new technology. And some of this technology that we're going to talk about, it's really, it's 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 things that that are still in development, but but as they continue to get better, we have more and more opportunities uh, for the use, you know, or for the, you know, for the technology to be um, utilized to drive business decisions. Are there challenges that, uh, with that? Uh, many companies say, hey, I need to leverage technology because I'm having a hard time finding people or I have to create a business that is, you know, resilient. I don't know what the future looks like. Is that, are those things happening within the utility, you know, market? Absolutely. And I think as, as you know, we all have smartphones and I actually heard this on a commercial today. Uh, you know, when you think about, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of people had a phone and they use that phone almost exclusively to make phone calls. Right. And now you fast forward, you've got, you know, you have people who are using those phones for a myriad of things, but, um, and almost to the point that it, it drives your efficiency in your own life, right? It, it, it helps you be better and more mobile to do all the things that you need to do for yourself personally. Well, utilities are not different than that, right? And those, those same customers who have enjoyed the uh, technological advances for cell phones, you know, they can benefit from some of the new technology for utilities. So imagine, you know, the end game for the utilities would be, you know, imagine that you have your smartphone, you can have your services turn on and off. 
Uh, you know, but from the utility side, it's really about how do we provide safe, reliable, you know, services for our customers. So, you know, we will get into reliability, but I mean, it's, you know, you, you've got to keep the electrons flowing. That's, that is a, that is a key component for, for the, the new desire for customers to have, you know, almost no outages, right? And so, you know, how do we, how do we get there? And they want to be able to turn on and off services from their phones and, and all those other things, but we've got to provide, you know, safe, reliable electricity to the customers. That, that is the end game. See, it's, it's funny. You brought up a good point. Uh, I think we, the community, the public, uh, our DNA is slowly getting altered. And I mean, well, slowly, it's fast. It's rapidly getting altered where my expectations are not here. It's here. Right. And, right. and I want I want instantaneous insights into whatever I'm looking for. And if I don't get it, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> and I, I call it the Amazon problem, because if That's I don't right. get it, it better be outside my door. Right. And, that, you know. And I, and I just think that that's where the, the technology, and it's good. Don't get me wrong. I like it. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, so let's talk about some of the things that are impacting utilities in a positive way, the technologies that are out there. Give us a, a little, you know, future hat on. Give us what, what you're, you're looking at. Sure. So, you know, I mentioned a little bit about smart meters, right? So you, you're, you're talking about, you know, customers, and this is all about, again, delivering the customers what they want in a very timely, uh, cost-effective manner uh, and, and keep, you know, keep the reliability uh, to meet their needs. So, you know, customers, these, these smart meters allow you to, you know, see your usages every month and, and that sort of thing. Uh, customers can, can call and turn on and off power on a utility side, you know, there's there's smart devices where, you know, they can look at the line and tell if there's a fault and, and actually do automated switching uh, so that you don't have to, you know, send somebody out, you know. And if you think about what does that mean, that really means, you know, so the things that take human interaction, you know, this technology allows you to to see and do and analyze and, and make those decisions and implement them far faster than it does, you know, to send someone out. And think about this. So from a utility perspective, from a cost, it's really about scale. So you'll see utility lines run, you know, many, many miles to get from the, the power generation uh, all the way down to the, the end user, the customer, right? And so they go through a lot of different terrain. You through swamps, you through forests, you through, you know, through the woods, you go through a lot of urban areas, which have their own restrictions. You, you know, there's hills, bluffs, creeks, you name it. So, so, you know, when you think about what does it take for a human being to go and set eyes on these assets that are in these very challenging environments, it takes time, right? And then, and then you still have that human aspect. You might only be able to get within 50 feet or 50 yards safely of, of that next pole, depending on where you are. So, you know, what's the better way to do that? What's the more cost-effective way to do that? And can you get even better information that's not as subjective as you know, I think that I think that tree has a branch that's about three <laughs> feet from that line. Well, it's actually four feet, but when you're standing far away, you you don't know that, right? Yeah. So that's that's really part of the challenge. That's old school, baby. Yeah, no, and, and and quite honestly, you're absolutely spot on for the listener out there. Uh, when when I was on patrol, I'd get a call, and then that talk. There's the clock that the line is out, right? I got to go figure out why it's out, and then I have to go, you know, patrol it, figure it out. And, but the time is clicking, tick, tick, tick. And then finally, oh, yeah, it's a branch. Then you have that problem. Clear it out. Then you re-energize it. 
we're here. The technology is able to sort of handle that unless it it's a bigger deal, but that technology is able to do that too as well. And, and, and hey, so, Scott. yeah. Hey Scott, and to your point, so imagine this, that there, there are many situations where someone like you who, who would have gone out uh, to check on an outage and found that vegetation, you would have trimmed that back and you made that safe only to find out that a quarter of a mile away from you, you had the yeah. same problem, right? So you might be coming back out in two weeks to do, <laughs> you know, to, to address the similar situation that's yeah. pretty close to where you already were. But you, yeah. your goal at that moment was to get that power back on at that moment. Yeah. You're going to be back out there at some point for that for that other location that's not yeah. very far away. You're you going to have some choice words when that happens. It's like, oh. <laughs> and you had, at that point, you had no, but for the fact that you yeah. had to stop what you're doing to do some other, you know, investigation, you had no way to know, you know, you, you would not have known the detailed information to say you could have addressed two problems maybe at the same time. See, how do we... What 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 sort of innovation exists out there today that that gives us that level of insight on a circuit on it and 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 so it would be great to say okay, you know this line is out on this line we have this 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 these are things that are and it's out so let's go out and let's be efficient at it. What what technology exists today? So you know a, f- a few years ago utilities had gotten to the space of using lidar. Uh, you know, to, to get that information. And, and while that technology is good and is very granular information, it is costly to do. You can only do sections at a time. And if you, you know, you, you can attach that technology to, you know, to an aircraft, uh, like a helicopter, or you can, now we have drones, right? So you can attach it to drones. The challenges with drones are that in many cases, you, you have to have line of sight. The pilot who's operating the drone has to be able to see that drone, right? Um, to, to operate it. So it, it's a timely and a costly way to do it, but you get, you know, you get a lot of information. Well, as that technology continues to evolve and, and there's more use, you'll we, and we've seen that the costs for that, you know, start to come down. But, you know, more recently, I was I used satellite technology uh, to, to gain some insight around vegetation encroachment on our power lines. And, you know, it's, I've, I found I, in my experience was that one, it's, it's a, it's a more cost-effective way to to, uh, to get information. Uh, you know, there's a trade-off between whether or not it's the granularity of the the data that you get from satellite versus you know lidar. And so we we can talk a little more about the uh, you know it's a kind of an and or it's not an either or right. Um, they they kind of work together. But yeah. more importantly is that it's information. And so now we have the the ability to use that information, combine that with computing power, artificial intelligence. And so much faster with the satellite information anyway, in my experience, I was able to, you know, to really analyze, uh, you know, the growth rates and predict, you know, where and when we needed maintenance and that sort of thing. So if you think about the manual uh, intervention, rather, that I mentioned earlier, you know, you you, you really take that out of the equation. So you, you now can collect that information far faster you have more uh, certainty around the accuracy of the information, and then you can process that information quickly. You know, you, you, you can pull in weather data, you can pull in growth rates, species, et cetera. There's a whole, a whole host of information. You can actually use, if, and as we did before, if you already have some LIDAR data, you can input all of that and, and have that, yes, have that analyzed and then yeah. develop work plans you know, to, to manage to more effectively manage your vegetation. And that, I found that to be, you know, one, it was, it was pretty exciting to be able to use that. But um, number two, I, I just found it to be a, a more efficient way to manage that part of the business. 
Yeah, and and what I see, unlike uh, the old time, is there there are utilities out there. Trust me, they do it this way, and they put it on a cycle. And then there's yeah. always that one cross crotchety individual in house that says, "Hey, it rained." It. So there's that tree. So there's always that you know embedded knowledge that exists, but it would seem to me greater benefit from a cost saving perspective. If I can take my little maintenance dollars and apply it to the right maintenance job and get the best value out of it versus the way we do it is like, okay, we're out here. Cut, 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 cut. And maybe that's not the way to do it. Yeah. You know, you, you bring up a great point. So, you know, part of the way that utilities have, historically managed the vegetation. And, and, you know, I mentioned around the, you know, the, how the, the assets are spread, you know, across different terrain and, and the way you, part of the way they've done that is that they put them on these average cycles. So let's, yeah. let's just take, for example, you have 10 miles of a, of a circuit, that circuit can cross through an urban area, cut through woods, et cetera. Right. So typically what would happen is you have some historical data on, on, on the growth in, into those lines. And let's just say, from a confidence perspective, the utility may say on this particular circuit, if I go out and inspect and trim that circle circuit every five years, I, I, I can predict what type of reliability I'm going to have on that circuit. Well, that's going to come at a cost. So what that means is part of that circuit, you're going to trim or address that you really didn't have to, right? Because whatever, it could be because of the type of vegetation, the weather patterns, whatever, that you, you just didn't have, or you didn't expect to have the encroachment in within the five-year period. But there are going to be other parts of that, uh, you know, where you, you might need to address in three years instead of five years. And those are the ones when we send people like you out because the customer called and said, hey, you know, my power's out. And the utility is <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute, we just tri- we trimmed that three years ago. And then you come to find that there's uh, different environmental factors, right, yeah. that, that could have caused that uh, to happen. And so, so really, you know, the getting away from the historical, we'll, we'll just spend the money and just kind of make sure we have that circuit done to, I'm just going, I'm going to get finite data across that entire circuit. And then I'm going to develop a finite work plan to address the vegetation on that circuit. So some, and you know, UB already knows it, but for anyone else who's listening, I mean, you know, you, you will have different types of maintenance programs, right? So, you know, if you catch it early enough, you might only spray herbicide to keep, you know, to keep the, the floor covering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might get in some areas where, you know, you've got these, uh, these the, the guys in the bucket trucks trimming, you might have these giraffe equipment that comes up there automated, you, you can use them. And there's some areas where you're just really confined, where you literally have to have tree climbers that, cl- that climb the tree and get in there and, and, and trim. So there's, and all of those come with a different cost, right? And they, they take time. And so imagine if you had the information all across this example of a 10 mile circuit and you and you were able to predict, so you know where the encroachments are, when, and you can predict when those branches are gonna grow closer. Yeah. You can actually develop a work plan over the five years where you don't just forget about it for five years and come back, but you only address a portion of that, you know, within a time frame. So then it gives you options. So what do I do if I had a budget, you know, um, a budget amount for that circuit? I may only have to spend a certain portion of it there. I could either save that those dollars or I could redeploy those dollars and actually address other vegetation issues, which would improve reliability across the entire system. And that's really what the, the game plan is. See, what I hear you saying, and which is in, really interesting, if we have 
If we start to bring in all of these great technologies, satellite, LIDAR, all of the technologies to ensure reliability of the network, that's one. Two, over a period of time through, uh, through AI, you learn more. You, you, you get a better vision of what's taking place. And, and, and as time goes on, your dollars are spent more effectively. And it, and it just makes sense. I see it better as opposed to my single line maps where I would draw a little tree on it. And it was that's red right. and that's bad. <laughs> and so, and so, so imagine, you know, we, we now have, you know, and there's, there's some other cool things you can do, you know, with that, right. We, uh, you can develop, um, you know, mobile apps, you can use software that you can put on these, on these notebooks that we bring out into the field these days, but you can literally pull those up. And if you've got, you know, the, the, the cellular service, what have you, you can actually pull in data and see it right then. So you won't take 20 minutes in your truck trying to pull out yep. those maps, to find that pole. You don't have to look for the pole number. The, the, <laughs> the satellite imagery will point, will bring you there. In fact, it'll guide, you know, if you use that with the GPS uh, tools, it can actually guide you to it. So there's just a, there's just so much more that you really can do with this, right? That um, and so you can imagine when it's three o'clock in the morning and it's raining and you, you know you're trying to find. We have we have specific data that that you know you could use that could probably help you with that too. But you know just 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 imagine just imagine the time that it takes if you go, if you have to go out in the field you have to take measurements you do your calculations. Most people are right taking handwritten notes, right? They're bringing it back, either inputting themselves or giving it to someone else to, to input into a system. And imagine you can actually go out in the field, capture that data, link it up. You have the satellite data you know, in hand. It is just a much more powerful tool. The satellites can, you know, the eyes in the sky can really see a lot better than your eyes on the ground. And I think that's one of the things we learned very quickly when we started looking into that technology. Is, is it? I mean, we're still at the beginning of this. To a certain yeah. extent, from a commercial application, satellite's been around, got it, know that. But from yeah. a real business impact, positive way, we're still at the beginning. We, we, these use cases are, they never stop, really. Yeah, you know, you, you are, you're absolutely correct. And so, the, you know, the, the way I always think about these things is, you really want to start with uh, identification of the problem and then try to figure out what the solution is. And then the technology will drive you there. Right. That, that, that's how you you know, that that's how you will get there. And so to your point, you know, if, if the end game is what is the best way to improve reliability? Well, you start with well, where are my challenges? It's not it doesn't take you long to figure out Trees. management of, veget of vegetation is, is, is going to be a key part of that. Right. And then when you dig into that even further, you know, if you got satellite imagery and you can see if you can figure out what type of vegetation you have, wow. how fast it's growing. I mean, that that's and, and then the computing power to take all this information the weather data, the, the geographic data, the, uh, you know, you, you take all of this in and really in a very short period of time, be able to crank and you put in other inputs about what it costs you to do different maintenance programs. You put that in and the, and, and the, um, the artificial intelligence will, will map out a prioritization for you. It, it will do that. You can take that work plan and just, you, you can input a budget. You, you, you can tell it how much you know, money you, you want to spend on this program. And it will, it will literally you know, it can literally give you, this is the priority of, of where you should start. This is the type of work you need. This is how long we think it'll take. The other thing it'll do, 
if you you can set it up where it'll predict for you, okay, so if I don't trim this tree right, you know, if I don't trim this, this, these sections now, when do I need to address it? So not only it'll give you the priority for, let's just say, if you told it, I need a priority for 2023, let's say, it'll tell you that, but it'll tell you what 2024 looks like, 2025 looks yeah. like, and it's going to be based upon just weather and, you know, just all the other data. And you just run that every year. It'll, it'll, it's a, it's a self-learning. So, you know, it's artificial intelligence. It's self-learning. You update the inputs and it'll, it'll update the calculation. It's amazing. So to your point, you know, it's, it's, how do you, you know, we, we know now what we know, but the more you get to use it, the, the better you get. Amazon, when they started out, didn't have all the answers, right? They just knew they wanted a better way to deliver to you what you wanted and faster. And now we have, you know, the, not only do we have the apps and other things to, to interact with the customers, but on their side, they have a much more efficient distribution system. You know, that the, the, their supplier interaction is better. And it all evolved, you know, because of the, the basic need, the problem solving of getting me what I want, what I want. Um, you know, I'm impatient. They, yeah. they just recognize that people are impatient. so to that point you know utility customers are the same people and you you can't you know they and so you know we we used to joke about this uh but it's true you know if 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 you can order and track the 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 order and delivery of your pizza as you know that they want that in every aspect of life right and so i think on the utility side that's where we're moving towards and we saw that like i mentioned to you some of the other things that utilities are doing a good job of you've got smart meters some of the uh, software and, uh, and the interaction for online, uh, you know, turn on, turn offs, et cetera, uh, they're, they're doing a, a much better job with, with that. So, so the utilities are, in fact, bringing technology to bear to help solve, you know, these, these customer issues. And, I, you know, most of what you and I are talking about today is on the utility side as far as reliability. But, yeah. you know, on the customer uh, interaction side, I think we, we also see, you know, a lot of improvements there. Yeah, and and really, the, you couldn't ignore veg management. You know that's that's causing interruptions, right? And in, right. in Louisiana and area, areas that have a lot of vegetation, that's a conversation utilities have all the time. That's right. You're, all you're right. Absolutely right, we have to wrap this up. How does somebody get a hold of you, my friend, if they say, "Hey, I want to talk to"? Uh, our friend Gary, a little bit more about uh, just solutions within the utility area. Yeah. So what, what I'll do, uh, Scott, I'll send you the, um, you know, that information. Yeah. And uh, and I guess you can post it whenever you post the, uh, the podcast. I, I think that's probably the most efficient way to do it. Um, I mean, I'm happy to, you know, I, I love talking about this. I, I you know, I, I really enjoyed that aspect geeky. Of, of my you career. like that so geekiness, man. You I, are. You know, I, I own it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, yeah, it's great. Very good. Well, Gary, thank you very much for being on Satellite Superheroes. It was a great conversation. Scott, you froze up on me there. Oh, I, I think we are frozen. But anyway, thank you very much. And we'll uh, do not go away. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right. Once again, thank you very much for joining Satellite Superheroes. And thank you to Gary Huntley sharing his wisdom about what's happening in the utility space and how we got to do more with less. That's just the realities that exist out there. And that is an innovation. That is a technology conversation. And if there's somebody that knows that, Gary. So I'm going to have all the contact information out on Gary. Subscribe to this podcast. You'll find his email address out there and you should be good to go. You need, you need trusted resources in your column. Gary, Big time. 
All right, again, thank you very much for joining. We're going to have another excellent conversation right around the corner, so stay tuned.